0: yo 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 what up everybody so today is sunday it's about two twelve in the afternoon um fucking june i think the 12th or 13th i'm not sure and i wanted to get this episode started a little early because i got a couple things now that i want to talk about and i want to talk about um i might want to try to talk about more things later but for sure i got two so, this episode, if I didn't have anything on top of my mind to talk about before, I want to talk about. Already the first episode of Loki dropped. That dropped on Wednesday earlier this week. And, uh. Boy, oh boy, that is an episode with a lot. I want to rewatch it. That's why I kind of want don't want to. That's why I wanted to start this episode. Maybe I'll rewatch it tonight. And then I want to also rewatch. I went to go see Cruella on uh, at the movies, which I think I it did simmer in for a few days because I seen it on Thursday. And I'm not actually sure when Cruella came out, but I I, I loved it. I mean, both of those are, are really talkable. I want to watch Cruella again, but i I probably wait till it comes out on Disney Plus to watch for free now that i bought the ticket. To see it in a concert or a concert, to see it in movie theaters, as I, as I should say. But let's start with Loki. Um, that Marvel held no holds barred on some of these shows. Um, basically, everybody on um, the original Avengers, and I actually can see why. I, I actually got this theory. Cooking in my head about what's going on. You see, a lot of them, I think Steve Rogers actually chose to give up his shield to Sam or the Falcon, or now who is the new Captain America. But obviously, that comes with a lot of weight because Captain America is so he's mind is so gone i mean the desire to just be captain america forever is just not there so these superheroes in the marvel universe got a time limit an expiration date they you know similar with wanda i think wanda is after watching her brother die petro die after watching you know everything she's been through her parents died. After watching Vision die not once, but twice. Or actually, yeah, uh, you know, and and falling in love with Vision, and then him dying, and then, you know, everything that happened in the Hex, in WandaVision, you know, as we talked about. And then she just went into solitude. Now, she's probably still going to be around, you know, Avenger stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised. If she just makes an appearance or two during an Avengers esque uh, showdown, you know, if the new Captain America can go and recruit her for a battle, you know, I I kind of feel that she's Hulk had that pro- that sort of he he was already at his at his limit even before endgame and in infinity war he was already he already wanted out uh banner did not want to you know have the hulk unleashed because he might not turn back the hulk didn't even want to come out in infinity war because he just was done he, like he was so far mentally beat and all that and actually he was beat by thanos like you guys that's weird so i mean the hulk you know the hulk was showing it hey, thor showed signs of that not in infinity war but in endgame uh he kind of was all he had already checked out mentally like you know you gotta kind of forget thor went through his own uh like he kind of was over the superhero it was just done they, they took everything from him they took you know they in an endgame they took they took they killed loki his Father is dead. His mother's dead. His, his sister. Uh, his Ragnarok was uh, happened. You know, Asgard was been destroyed. His people was just nothing more than a cluster of you know, they make it seem like a low few hundreds. You know, not even a few hundreds. I mean, it's just low quantity, like almost nobody. Heimdall was gone. Um, Thor had already suffered enough, and then in Endgame, they brought him back to try to bring back some of the Asgardians and and whatnot. And then he kind of passed the torch off to, uh, you know, the last Valkyrie that was, I can't think of uh, other than it was Angry Girl. <laughs> Which is what uh, Hulk was calling her. But he pretty much passed the torch. I mean, he had check- checked out too. He took off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and I think that was just just to get away, just, he just had, I don't know if he wanted to just leave Earth, you know, or maybe just get back to space and just like, you know, but he was done, uh, you know, he was just, just fucking done, you know, like, so, Loki picks up the same thing, and I, and this is what I'm saying. I believe that these superheroes not only have an expiration date in the Marvel universe but they're also on the real universe in our universe like they, obviously the contracts and stuff and but they're giving them okay why they're walking away they just have similarly just had so much the mantle of being a superhero Thor being a, a demigod and you know Captain America being a super soldier and Iron Man physically died in the or physically died in that reality. But Tim, too, he was already, even Iron Man had already shown symptoms of. He had a family. He didn't want to lose it. He, he almost didn't even want to do the time heist, you know. And he didn't want to die. He had things he was working on, like. So. You can see that. I believe that these old Avengers are all one by one are slowly gonna fade away and the new bunch will eventually come forward and they probably like, okay, well this is gonna happen this way now. So now Loki is getting his shake at it as well. And this first episode pretty much encapsulated that exact that whole thing. He, in his timeline, he just got his ass whipped by the Avengers in Avengers 1. Uh, the Hulk just whipped his ass. He lost the war. They they have him arrested. He dips out with the Tesseract. At which point, he ends up in um, Bangladesh or Cambodia or somewhere. I don't know where he's at. The Sahara Desert. And the the TVA, the time Variant authorities roll up on him and they whip the shit out of him there. And then they pretty much zap him to the TVA jail. At which point he's like confused as to what's going on. He's really confused as to okay like who the fuck are these people? Why doesn't he have his powers? They strip him of his fine guardian leather, and, you know, just basically, they pretty much, you know, take everything really from him, at which point, he's already thinking about, fuck this, I'm out, you know, I'm a god, you cannot do this to me, and Mobius, or Owen Wilson, begin to break it down to him, like deviant him time he wasn't supposed to happen uh but he's also trying to recruit him because you roll up on uh the time variant people are being killed like slowly they're being they're being killed being hunted and you know so he's got an ulterior motive but he comes to loki pretty much breaks it down to him like okay you're in here trying to help you, Loki's like, I don't need the fucking help, what the fuck, you know, all of that, at which point, they start going through Loki's, you know, his arc, (laughs) and they start off with him, you know, I actually like the fact that he turned out to be DB Cooper, uh... (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. that they went back to like the early 1900s or whatever it was. 1954, I think it was. And he was honored And he did that as a dare for Loki. And I'm not sure why he was doing it as a dare. But he went down and he stole money. And then he escaped on the plane. Now I'm not exactly sure what that was all about. But apparently he said it was because Thor and ben made him do it. Uh, But apparently, they started showing him from there. And then they bring him up to speed. Uh, How he got his ass whipped by the the Avengers. And then... Eventually, he leads Thor... Back to... He ends up back on Asgard, uh, obviously, as a prisoner. And he ends up indirectly killing his mother. And he doesn't believe it. He's like, no way, they didn't do that. I didn't kill her as a dark elf. Thor. And he's like, no, you set the dark elf on the path and he ends up going and killing your mother at which point he fakes his death and he assumes the crown and so on and so forth Thor and them find out and they, again he's back on the run and, and then they show the events of uh, Thor Ragnarok and how Loki watches his father die Again But it didn't happen They just show his highlight reel And and Then they flash forward In in how Asgard is destroyed And then they play that as Your savior is here Like They show a little bit What happens on uh, What is that planet called Not Sokovian But um Uh, Sikar or whatever. They show a little bit of things that happen there. And then eventually they get to the other good juicy stuff. Uh, his, uh, he pledges his undying fide- fidelity to Thanos. And they show him going in for the kill at which point Thanos stops. They show that whole bit. And he, Thanos grabs him by his neck. And obviously, you know what happens if you've been paying attention tomorrow. He's watching all of this. And he watches Thanos snap his neck. And he's, he watches Thor genuinely cry over him, you know, as the ship gets torn apart. And actually, they somewhere on Twitter, they made the great, astute... Um, That when Thanos actually snapped Loki's neck, he didn't die. He probably was suffocating slowly, and as a god, I mean, obviously he can suffocate even slower than most people. So when he snapped his neck, crushed his his windpipes, uh, he was there at a, as a rag doll on the floor. Thanos then dips and blows up the ship, and he dies. Eventually, does die in Thor's arms. At which point, I think it kind of mentally broke him, even more so than uh, than he had originally thought. And he can't. I think he doesn't believe that that's his future, but obviously, we know that that's his timeline. Uh, so he got to witness all that. He got to witness his father die, his mother die, some of his better moments of that he shared with Thor. You know. Uh, and then ultimately him dying. And actually, it kind of broke him down, you know, and, the, you know, Mobius asking, you, why do you do the things you do? He's like, well, I have to be the villain, because if I'm not the villain, I'm never going to ascend to the throne. That's the only way I'm going to be able to do it. He cannot out Thor in the, the charms and the hero category. He has to be the villain. At which point he says, okay, well, look, you know, I, Mobius, says he doesn't see it this way. He sees it another way. He sees it being like, okay, yeah, he's mischievous, like, but he can be the god of mischievous. Does not necessarily mean he has to be the god of murder, or you know, and murder is not even his forte. He just does it because he wants to be the king, wants to be a king. And after witnessing all of that, you know, he again, he wants to fucking dip out. Uh, I like the fact that they are. You know he becomes he's still trying to escape the t v a and he's still trying to do all this and that and he basically you know he what he doesn't not he's he does not he does not like what is going on with him he does not really care for all of that he what he's caring about is now he's burned with as the title of episode one is glorious purpose and the glorious purpose being. That he wants to change his destiny to end up eventually dying at the hands of Thanos. He wants to change all that. He wants to be king, so maybe he's going to do things differently. And Mobius then says, look, I can help you. We can maybe do something. We can try to change some things, but I need help on my end. And he says, "Whoa, well, who needs... What well, what needs to be done? And he says, well, we got a very dangerous variant out there that's been killing TVA agents. And he says, well, who is this dangerous time variant? And Mobius says, well, it's you, Loki. Which means that Loki has already broken the time variants at another spot, which may actually unravel a giant fucking... And I actually think this is where my predictions for Loki is coming in. I believe Loki is going to eventually summon other Lokis. Now, a lot of people say he's going to turn into Mephisto, and the the theories out there on Twitter are going wild. That this is going to set up the Secret Wars. It's going to set up a lot of other things. The multiverse. Obviously, they talked about the multiverse several times in in this uh, Loki episode. But I believe what's most likely the outcome is because mo- most people are already predicting and they're doing their, their standard. And And this is actually good for Marvel and Disney and Disney Plus and all that. This is basically, you know, they want the fans thinking and every episode is going to lead to a different twist, a different turn. And no, it's, you know, my goal as a fan is I want them to start eventually, eventually tease Dr. Doom as being the the next big bad villain. And it's probably quite possibly he's still on his way. Uh, actually, I think he's more than on his way because now they're t- fucking with the multiverse. And that is basically... Doctor Doom is lurking. The multiverse keeps getting mentioned over and over. There's the multiverse of madness. Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. There's the Ten Rings is coming up. Which I believe has got something to do with the multiverse. Um, There's multiverse in this time variant. And there's going to be... Spider-Man's... I think his multiverse is coming as well. So... I think... That the multiverse is coming. And we'll see as to who eventually squares off with all the Marvel characters at the very end of the tunnel. But it's years away because they're barely building this multiverse now. I mean, they're going full blown into it. But I, I believe the most likely outcome is that multiple Lokis will show up. I'm talking not just one or two that they've already, but I think 20 of them, possibly even 30 Lokis, all conspiring to see who could either lead all the Lokis and or take over what is now common knowledge as the multiverse to try to change their destinies in each one and maybe doing it together is a possibility. And if I recall, if I that Something similar to that happened. Doctor Doom eventually ended up employing. Loki. In, in a different multiverse. In. Um, in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I think he ended up. Controlling Loki in one of the verses. While he, he had. Doctor Doom employed three villains that they all got they all helped doctor doom out and then doctor doom ended up snapping not not he didn't do the snap but he ended up killing all the avengers and then controlling and the and the watchers ended up stepping in and had the avengers go on they had to build the ultimate nullifier which set them on it that was like more than half of the game before you get back to fighting doctor doom um So I think that's Doctor Doom is kind. I think that's most likely to scenario. and I think they're going to try to do Doctor Doom right. But I do believe, I do believe in this version of Loki. I think we're going to see like 20 Lokis. Uh, They already talked about one. They we got they got a second one. And what's stopping Loki from going and getting other Lokis out of time and telling them what the fuck's up now that this is common knowledge? So with all that said. Um, I want to rewatch the episode because apparently I missed a lot of Easter eggs. And even though I was watching the first episode when I was chowing down on some uh, wings, I don't feel like I missed much. Um, I do know now that the Infinity Stones have no power outside of the reality that we're in. So I think Thanos may show up again, but he will be powerless. Or and or. You know, because Donald was getting his ass kicked by Wanda. He was getting his ass kicked. I think he would have gotten his ass kicked by, um, Dr. Strange. Ha- you know, you gotta remember, Dr. Strange was doing battle with him with, I think, with two or three Infinity Stones already. He had the Reality. He had the Tesseract one, and I think he had the one that was on that. I'm not sure which ones he had. Uh, or maybe he had four. Not one hundred percent sure because after he gets the time stone from Doctor Strange, he then goes to Earth and just collects the Mind Stone from Vision. So I do believe that, uh, you know, Doctor Strange can handle Thanos, and I think that Thanos eventually will make another appearance and perhaps be told that eventually, that no matter what he does, he dies. He gets zapped out of existence, and that not only does he lose to the Avengers once, but he loses, to, he loses to them twice. And maybe he gets set on another path. Maybe because there's also the other version where Thanos actually they the the Avengers need his help, and because he knows everything that happened, they don't trust him, but he's there, and and he tells them, well, "What choice do you have but to trust me?" To fight alongside. Them. And I think. That would also. be. But there's a version. Where Doctor Doom. Straight up fucking. Mercs. Thanos as well. Without. And I think he would. Even if he had. The. the Infinity Gauntlet. He still would get murked. Doctor Doom. There is a version of Doctor Doom. Where he's just like. Invincible. So. We shall see. We shall see. How all this plays out. Eventually. And I think that. Marvel is doing a fantastic job. Because now that. They're going to crop, uh, raise and crop and grow and prop up some new Avengers. I think there's going to be a new Black Panther. Uh, Ant Man is still going to go. We got Spider Man is going to uh, run amok. And I've mentioned before Spider Man's got his own universe. Spider Man can got stories for days. You know, uh, Wanda's still out there. You got the new Captain America and the new, basically, it's a new and improved Bucky. Free from the mental constraints of Hydra, and I'm I, I'm gonna assume that they're gonna bring along a new Iron Man. Probably not Robert Downey Jr., but a new version of an Iron Man. Maybe uh, maybe Morgan, when she grows up to be a teenager, can be a young Avenger, just like Spider Man. Young, he's young. You know, I don't know. If Morgan's even younger than Spider Man, but. I mean, they could fudge the timeline and bring her in when she's a teenager. Maybe get the future version of herself to come in and uh, Iron Man around, or Iron Woman around, I should say. Um, and perhaps, you know, there's, they're going to be other people. There's are going to be other players along the way. Uh, I know they're bringing in Moon Knight, and I know Deadpool is still out there. Fantastic Four should, should be on the way. X Men might be also on the way. Uh, the Hulk is still there. The Hulk isn't out of it. But I think we're not, he might not fight. Uh, Thor's not out of it yet. But he's not... You know, he's still got the Guardians out there. Captain Marvel is still out there. Uh, you know, so they got a bunch of things going on. I mean, and they got a whole new cast. Captain Marvel didn't suffer the losses that... These OG Avengers... Neither did Doctor Strange. Those could be coming. But, because... Doctor Strange still has to fuck with uh, the Baron. Baron Mordo. Uh, You know, as he dipped out at the end of Doctor Strange's movie, you know, he told him the 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 price comes due. You know? You gotta go back to it. And I think he's possibly... But then also there's Hawkeye. I don't know what's gonna happen with Hawkeye. And I don't know what's gonna happen with The Scarlet Witch, or not the Scarlet Witch, the Black Widow. Who knows what's going on with Black Widow. I mean, I do believe that Black Widow is dead, but I think they can bring her out of time. But also, Black Widow has also been villainous in the past. The fact that they had her as a good Black Widow in this whole entire Marvel series kind of is contrary to what they had in the comics. I remember in TV shows, the Black Widow worked more on the side of, not necessarily on the side of Hydra but she kind of was fucking with S.H.I.E.L.D. the whole time
1: and mm-hmm. she would
0: hack Tony's shit and you know fight a lot of they would end up fighting her Uh and she didn't end up escaping because that was her craft like they couldn't touch her even though she was not didn't have any of the powers so I think they possibly they can get a bad version of her as well they can make her villainous Just like they're going to do with Wanda, I think. Wanda's going to to eventually be villainous. And that kind of already is going to set up to the Secret Wars, where it's going to be the Avengers versus another Civil War-esque type of movie. Uh, Which may end up crippling the Avengers again. So, we'll see how this goes. But I do believe, going back all the way to Loki, they've already showed his distraught and his... They already broke him. Uh, he's broken, as is. He just he's fresh off of getting his ass by the Avengers, and they basically tell him that he never even gets close to ascending to any throne. Uh, pretty much what he said, and he refuses to believe that these three rulers um, that are overseeing time, I've already spoken for his destiny. He wants to be free of that destiny, so. That's just Loki episode one. I'm third. I was thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, I want to watch it again. Uh, maybe I'll watch it, you know, later today or you know maybe during the week. I don't know when I'm gonna post this episode because I, I wanted to do half of it now, and then I want to talk about Corella, you know, because I, uh, as I segue out of Marvel, I mean Corella was fucking phenomenal, man. I, I, I get the, the list. This wrap up, I give the Loki episode one. I give that like a nine out of a ten. The only flaw that was in the whole Loki thing is they didn't have anybody else with him. I wish they would have had. But that, that but I think Black Widow shows up in his timeline. I'm not in, in his series. I'm not sure who's gonna show. I, I hope that somebody else shows up. I know there's gonna be another Loki they got Mobius, and they got some great characters in there. I just, I hope, I, like, I kind of want to see Thor pop in there. Maybe Captain America. I mean, I don't know, like, who they could pop up in there. Maybe Tony Stark. I mean, I don't know, like, he did name drop a bunch of people. So, I mean, that would, that stopped it from being a, a flawless episode, of 10 out of a 10. But that has, that has room to improve. This was a great, it was a great first episode. They they went all out. And, uh, they took the scene, they, I like that they they were able to use scenes from, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame, and Avengers, and all these other places, um, to, like, highlight, and and build off of that, and now we're getting the Loki story, which is phenomenal. Uh, Disney, I, I think all three, because I love. Captain, uh, the Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I loved it. I, I thought I thought Zemo killed it. I thought like, Bucky's and uh, and Falcon's, you know, their 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 duo. Their I mean, it was buddy comedy kind of thing. I like that. That that was funny. Uh, Wanda had everybody guessing, and then every other episode was a nugget like, damn, like what is the hex? What's happening? Fucking, you know, Agatha came along. And then and I, I think the Scarlet Witch towards the end, like I, I like her look better than uh than in movies that there has been. I think she looks actually more like a witch now. Uh and actually she's taking the title of Scarlet Witch not just being Wanda. Uh but again that 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 was phenomenal. I think Marvel and Disney are on a roll. Uh, Disney Plus got these Marvel shows on a run. I I hope they don't stop. Yeah, you know, and that's I I I've been watching the Bad Batch as well, and I want to review the Bad Batch, whenever this shit ends. But the Bad Batch is also on a roll. So every episode so far, like I've enjoyed. Um, but yeah. So and and but, moving. Speaking of Disney, Cruella is a Disney movie, and I got a lot to say about Cruella. But I'm gonna pause this episode here. I'm gonna carry on with my day. I'd like to see the movie again. I know I went with my girlfriend. I know she loved it.
1: I loved it. I gotta
0: say, Cruella gotta be another... I give it a two thumbs up. I'd probably give it like... Almost... Oh, like a nine out of a ten as well. I thought it was that good. Uh, I don't know what it stands on the critics, but I, Emma Stone just absolutely fucking killed it. I think this is the best version of Cruella that we've seen. Even... Better so than the Hundred and One Dalmatians, and I think in the old school Cruella. uh, I remember it makes me want to go watch those movies because I'm kind of like curious as to, you know, I wanted I wanted, but i I'm, I'm almost I was I wanted to see Corilla because I like Cruella's story, I like the Hundred and One Dalmatians, I watched it several times as I was a kid. Uh, it's not my favorite of the you know of the oh, what the fuck is this It's not my favorite of the you know Disney you know properties but I do like like I like uh Maleficent I, that's why I kind of was like okay Maleficent 1 and 2 were fucking phenomenal uh Angelina Jolie killed this shit fucking killed it Um, more so better than the remakes of Beauty and the Beast and more so better than the remake of both The Lion King and Aladdin. I like these original takes on the stories. They changed the story a little bit, and I think they're going to change the story of Cruella, but I think Cruella is going to... I hope they give it a part two. I'm like, damn, I hope there's a part two to Cruella, because I was like, fucking part one fucking... And I actually think this is the best one. I think Maleficent 1 and 2 were great, but Cruella was better than both Maleficent 1 and 2. And I'll tell you why when I get back. So hang tight. Yo, okay. Yo, yo. So... After a brief day-long intermission... I don't even think it was a day. Oh, uh, actually, yeah. It was about more than a day, actually. Oh, Fuck! I'm beat up! Uh, let's talk about Cruella. Uh... I give it, like, a 9 out of a 10. I think, like... I, like I said, I think the only things possibly stopping it from being a flawless movie in my eyes is maybe, I mean, I, I just, I hope there's a part two. Like, they, they didn't leave themselves much room for part two. And actually, I don't even know what I was saying it was a, a downer about it. Last go around on the last chunk of, uh, but there isn't much bad about it. I think it's fucking I haven't seen a 10 out of a 10 movie in a while. I'll let you know when I do. Because if I... My mind is blown to the extreme. I'm I'm about ready. But I mean, there is some mind... Cruella was mind-blowing. But it didn't blow my mind in the sense that... Wow, that was like an original story that came out of nowhere. Uh, This is kind of like... You already know what to expect a little bit. So you're just kind of trying to figure out how she becomes Cruella in... Things of the nature. Uh, but I did love the movie. I I I, lo- I I thought it's well worth your hard-earned money if you want to go watch it in theaters. If you're a fan of Disney, you know, obviously there's a lot of Disney homers out there. You know, that Disney is... But this is a good movie, even a standalone, apart from the Disney conglomerate. This is a good story. Uh, you know, and a little knock on it, too, is maybe it follows... If you like, I gotta compare it to the Devil Wears Prada. It's, it takes a little bit of that movie's mojo. You see, the Devil Wears Prada, I don't really like the movie in general. I think, I thought it had elements of it that were great, and elements of, elements of it that were very poor, uh, especially like the low budget esque of it. But they also had, you know, the granddaddy of, or grandmother of all actors in there, you know. I can't, I can't, the name is escaping my knowledge off the top of my head. I think it's... Um, yeah, let's see, let me, let me just pull it up real quick. Devil Wears. It is, oh, she's a big, Meryl Street, okay. There we go. That that name was eluding me. It's got Meryl Streep. It's got Anne Hathaway. It's got, you know, several top-notch characters in there. You know, Emily Blunt. Okay, anyways, the call just came in. I got cut off. So, the Devil Wears product to me, you got Anne Hathaway. It's got a slew. Emily Blunt. It's got a, a slew of top-notch characters. Uh, Meryl Streep, obviously. Stanley. Um, you know, Giselle. Brunchen. Bunchin. You know, it's got has got several high name, you know, actors in there. But overall, I thought the movie was executed a tad bit low budgety ish for it being supposedly about high fashion. And they start off they you start off Anne Hathaway as being like this klutzy dutsy knows nothing about fashion, but she thinks she's cool. And the Meryl Streep levels her. Uh, there's a bit of that element of the story In Cruella itself uh, Cruella Is but, but it's totally different But there is elements of the Devil Wars product I'm not going to kid you I was thinking about that Not the entire time But for a good majority No, Maybe, maybe there were just things That I was like Yo this is the Devil Wars product But done Disney But done better it's done better, like I said, this is, so there is some knocks to the movie. Uh, had, this, had this Cruella been the Devil Wars product back then and, and it been, there'd no 101, this movie would have been an absolute phenomenally, it would have been my, it would have been a 10 out of 10 movie, but it's still really close. Uh, and, and I gotta say, you know, just a, a shy of the few knocks that it gave it, and it's not even knocks. They're just like, okay, well, they kind of took a little bit of the Devil Wears product, and it, I kind of feel like they didn't leave themselves open for part two, so I'm kind of, like, wondering, and so that's I was like, damn. I was like, damn, at the end of it, I was like, oh, man, the movie's fucking ending. Like, fuck, like, you know, like, oh, I was just getting, like, it just hit this juicy rhythm towards the end of the movie where I felt like, oh, fuck, like, and then the movie's ending, and it's like, oh, no. Like, it's like, oh, no, the fucking movie. But the fucking movie's ending. But overall, the movie is fa- fantastic, man. I mean, like I said, if you're a Disney homer, or you're a Disney fanatic, this movie absolutely kills it. Emma Stone is phenomenal, man. I think she should have been Harley Quinn because this had a little bit... It had, to me, reminded me a little bit of that as well, like... Is it a fucking a super villain movie like is this like the Joker origins is this like Harley Quinn's origins but it's not at the same time uh there's a lot of those elements to it as well like it kind of wants to be a superhero movie but it's not but that's not that that I don't think that's not going I think this is this movie's done way better than uh any joker origin story or even the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie, which sucked. Uh I mean I that was one of the lowest rated movies. I think I think I gave it like a five or six out of ten. But anyways. I mean let me run you through the movie. Basically, I think her name is Estella. Either Estella or Estrella. Let me see. Okay, so it is Estella. So the story follows Estella and her, what you don't know at the time is her, um, not her real mother, but it's not even her adopted mother, but it's her mother that, uh, just happened to raise her. Her, her I don't know what you would call it, her just, The woman who raised her. Her second mother, as it were. So, Estella gets enrolled into, like, a Catholic school. And she's a troublemaker. And not necessarily... I don't think Estella is a troublemaker per se. But her hair is different. Obviously, one half of it is white. One half of it is black. And she's got a big personality. And it just clashes with everybody and the, there's you know she's bullied a little bit in school so like seemingly everyday she's getting in trouble and then ultimately they expel her from her school and she meets a character called Anita then which becomes her friend and she ends up leaving that school which forces her mother to relocate because I think they were outside of London they're trying to get their make their way to London At which point the mother Is like And actually Estella Comes up on a dog I think named Buddy He's a pup at that point Like a kind of a cast off throwaway But They end up going to London I think in in the mother's Like a last ditch effort to like Have the daughter Have Estella around like Big personalities in a bigger city Like if you're living out in the sticks I kind of relate to that a little bit If you're living out in the sticks and you're You know Wearing all black Or you fucking Paint your fingernails And you know And you're living out In the boonies You draw a lot of attention And then you're probably Most likely Going to get bullied But in a bigger city It's more common People don't really Care so much So I get it I get that the mother Was trying to take Her daughter to a little bit more Conducive Area of the world You know Doing everything that she could Unfortunately for Them They were dead broke at which point Estella and the mother trek their way to like a ball. At which point Estella makes her presence known at this ball, kind of crashes it, and uh, gets chased by Dalmatians out into this field. No, well, not into the field, into like this front yard. Which, which point, the Baroness is talking to Estella's mother and. She sticks the three Dalmatians on the mother And pushes her off the ledge And Estelle becomes a Homeless Vagabond runaway Child And hitches a ride To London At which point she finds The other two main characters in the movie Which happen to be Let's see cast Which happen to be Jasper and Horace Now, Horace is funny. And so is Jasper, to a degree. Now, this movie also has an all-star cast. I mean, there is just, it's littered with fucking, you know, big top names. Amazon, and like I said, Amazon killed it. But anyways, uh, and also Mark Strong is in there, which you would know him as uh, Father Blackwood. Is it Father, is he Father Blackwood? Let me see Mark Strong. I think he is Father Blackwood. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is. I don't even know if it's his Father, but he's Lord Blackwood. And he's in, I think he's in uh, Shazam and several other movies uh, that you would know. Anyways, uh, she meets Jasper and Horace out, and they're young. They're all young kids at a and They become expert pickpockets, thieves, making a living, running. Uh, She joins their little band of misfits. In London's gritty suburbs. And uh, they form a a friendship. I want to say when they run away and they meet, they're probably like 8 or 9 or 10. And then it flash forward, the timeline flash forwards until I think they're 20s. In their 20s. Probably like... They're not older than 30, but they're probably like... However old Emma Stone is, I don't know how old she is, but I think she probably plays the same age. Uh, no, she's 32 years old. Wow, no way! But I don't think she's 30 in the movie, she probably plays like a 25 26 year old, so I want to say like 15 years goes by, roughly, and you know obviously they perfected their crafts she actually learns about fashion uh, because she makes the costumes for them whether it's uh, you know somebody's gonna be the janitor or the the hotel security a police officer a uh, a mechanic any sort of the thing she makes the the outfits to match the you know like Whoever they're gonna go rob Like So she makes Horace and Jasper Outfits And they They piggyback Off of each other like Okay He's the He's gonna pretend to be the The guard Emma's a A high-writz lady And Jasper is You know Something else And they all finesse And, they, and that's what they do They finesse And they They get what they call is the angle, on, on everything, and they, you know, that's how they made their living. That's how they got by. Jasper saves her, saves Estella enough money to get into a school. Well, actually, I think he. I don't know how he got. He just came up with it on her birthday, and it's a, it's a fashion school. It's like, well, I don't even know if it's a fashion school, but it's a fashion place a business where it's possible she can climb up the ranks uh she's really excited i forget what the name of the fashion institute is but it's like one of the top ones supposedly in london and she gets in as a janitor at which point she is having a rough time again the top dog there is not giving her a chance to even speak even say hey i'll design something and uh Eventually, down the road after getting pushed around and shoved around enough times uh, she is on the verge of getting fired and the guy is like you need to clean my whole entire office spick and span top to bottom and take out all the trash and do all this and I'll even that's before I even consider rehiring you so she does clean everything however she grabs his bottle of bourbon or you know whatever they're drinking out there whatever sort of liquor she gets drunk as fuck and she redoes a dress that's in the window like you know the window whatever you would call it a window uh, presentation or you know on the street she redoes it, and like everybody takes notice of it. You know the guy thought that that dress was killing it, and then Estella got it, and actually killed it and and then the baroness takes notice at which point she's drunk in the fucking in the uh street studio or the street whatever they pull her out, he basically fires her right then and there. However, the Baroness takes notice and he asks she asks the head honcho there, is she fired or is she employed? And he's like, he doesn't know what to say because he's kind of like unsure if it's a good or if it's bad. However, basically he says that she's fired, at which point the Baroness hires Estella. And Estella then Is employed by the Baroness... And... You know... Starts coming up with designs... For her... And actually she starts... Going really good... She ends up getting close... To the Baroness... Actually... You know... She... Starts designing her... Some top notch... Giving her some ideas... What... You know... Things that she sees... And I think the Baroness... Recognizes that the talent is there... Uh... That's not the same exact story as... The Devil Wears Prada... But it... I mean... It does got... The Baroness does portray... Like this big time fashion mogul... Top of her game... And nothing can knock her off the block. So there's a little bit of similar... There's a little bit of similarity. It's not the same story but... Eventually as... This little bit of story goes by... You find out that... All the way back in the beginning of the movie... Estella was gifted a necklace... A family heirloom so to speak... From her... uh, now dead mother and she lost it at that ball which the baroness recovered you don't find that out that the baroness recovered until Estella sees it and inquires about the necklace and she basically tells her oh this is a family heirloom and she got it off some like a hobo I don't know the exact terminology that she used for it but I was like oh okay and Estella was like no that's not true like you know, and so uh after getting dogged over the necklace, and then did she get she got dogged for something else uh, she ended up designing something for the baroness, and and before I keep calling her the baroness, let me make sure that's yeah baroness, okay. After designing something for the Baroness, the Baroness takes all the credit for literally everything that Estella created. And that kind of sets her off this edge. She's like, okay, well, she's not going to get no more of my top-notch ideas. Seeing as I did all the work, as Estella did all the work, and the Baroness did nothing. At which point... At which point... uh, Estella hatches a plan to like get back and get steal the necklace from the Baroness she starts employing Jasper and and Horace to like team up and they're gonna you know and Corella comes back out now at the beginning of the movie the mother told Estella to hide basically her Cruella decided just be Estella to fit in at which point Cruella comes out and says look Estella has been in the passenger seat it's time for her to take a break Corella's in charge and she goes on a rampage now the rampage of her attacking the Baroness everything that shit was cool as fuck uh she just out fucking muscles her in every which way in the movie like it's just a, a complete out muscling um from the design, from like, taking jabs at her on, in the media, blowing up some shit and just really just hacking at the Baroness, really fucking tearing down, you know, the name and, you know, and Cruella's a new the new hot shot on the block and you know, they show up I know one specific event that kind of, to me, stands out as, like, one of the craziest things. The Baroness is going to show up to a ball or or show up to a thing. Jasper and Horace go and fucking, uh they don't zip tie her car shit, but they, like, they they lock the Baroness in the car. And Cruella comes up on top of the car in a probably better dress than the Baroness had. uh Flans that she's the king of the, she's the new queen of the town, and you know the, all the headlines are about Corella. So the Baroness is getting pissed now. Meanwhile, Corella is having Estella like still work in inside the Baroness's thing, and she's just not having it. She's just not having it. And as the plot thickens, it, it's it's now Corella versus the Baroness and everything is going according to plan the Baroness does get wind that is possibly Estella's possibly Cruella they don't know for sure but it's possible uh and she shows up and ruins her spring collection and and then does her own her own um her own show on on the baroness's uh front porch. And there's another scene in there, I think when she tries to actually steal the necklace outright from the baroness and it goes wrong and one of the dogs eats it and ends up shitting it out. At which point Corella ends up jacking those dogs and is trying to get the dogs to shit out the necklace and it doesn't happen right away but flash forward and all that there's a lot mind you the different cutscenes and the different music they have in it the music is phenomenal that's probably one of the best disney soundtracks i've ever heard maybe fantasia is better but fantasia is more of a musical uh this is the the soundtrack of it is absolutely bonkers uh, like I say if you like the Rolling Stones, you like the Beatles, you like you know that that 70s uh rock, that 80s rock, that kind of a vibe back in it, you know. And actually the the exit you know the the outro music is just fucking insane too, like and that's the one thing that stands out to me. If that's how you're going to remember Cruella Deville, or Devil, or Deville, or Cruella Deville, you know, and they, you get hit, I mean, I can't think of a better, it going all the way to the end of the movie, I can't think of a better walkout, here I am, music, I mean, the WWE does it, and, you know, sometimes they do it really well, but Cruella just basically was like, I'm putting to death Estella is now forever dead They fake bury her They kill her alter personality She just becomes Corilla DeVille And Sympathy for the devil is fucking cued up And I'm like Dog man they, they couldn't have As a matter of fact I had to listen to Sympathy for the devil Like Like yesterday the day before because I saw it was just... It was just in my head. And and then just like... The imagery behind it. Cruella is probably... Is, I think it's way better than Maleficent. Um, especially musically. And I don't know about visually. But it, I don't... You know... But there has some iconic moments in this movie. Uh, Angelina Jolie killed Maleficent. And... You know... There is some iconic moments of both those movies. that I'm like... You know, that you just can't get past. But Corella, I mean, they got, they got. That's why I'm like, damn! I hope there's a part two. I hope a sequel is. lit. I hope Disney's out there, just like, you know, what? We got something here. Emma Stone absolutely killed the role. Killed. I hope it makes enough move money. I hope Disney doesn't just say, okay, that's it, because I, I, I'm like, yo, uh, a sequel is absolutely mandatory. That, that's how blown up I, a sequel is absolutely mandatory I, I think it's mand- like Jupiter's Legacy I, I thought a sequel is mandatory too but I, I just like the story behind and the characters and they left, they left it with so much on the plate I don't know where Cruella's gonna you know can go after this but I, I hope that they do write up a story Uh, And I don't want her to be the old Cruella Deville. I don't want her to be like fifty. They need another Emma Stone, Cruella Deville. They need it. Like like they should already be working on it. (laughs) Well, I you know, I don't know the actors, but you know what their schedules like. But they need to already be like working on it. Like like that movie, that they hit it out the park for me. It hit it out the park. It just it was a phenomenal movie. And I... You know... I am a Disney... A little bit of a Disney home... I've seen most of the Disney movies... Uh, but yeah... I mean... This is one of those movies... That I felt like... Really did... They did really well... But anyways... Back to it... Uh... So Cruella DeVille... Does her show... In front of the Baroness's... Uh... Studio... At which point... All her spring collection is destroyed... And Cruella's like... Again... Like... Picking a fire... However... The Baroness is on to certain things and she tracks down Jasper and Horace and is threatening to kill him. Or no, she puts them in jail. They're supposedly, she's gonna, she ends up getting Emma Stone or Cruella locked up in their hideout and Jasper and Horace go to, to jail allegedly for the murder of Estella which the Baroness sets on fire Estella's studio. Like, they're... they're, They were going back and forth. This was inevitable. So, she basically tried to kill her. At which point, you know... Estella's like, I can't believe it went this far. But, you know, so be it. At which point, the the homie, Lord Blackwood, steps in and rescues her. Uh, They get into why, if his motive. And you come to find out that Estella is actually the Baroness's natural daughter at which point she told and I don't I keep saying Lord Blackwood what the fuck is his name in the movie John um, it's a forgettable name you know his you know his face uh, she tells the Baroness tells John to get rid of the baby uh, at which point, he gives the baby to Estella's supposed mom that she thought was her mom the whole time. At which point, when he does save her from the fire, he fi- he figures out that that's her. Uh, he realizes that she's the, the heir to the throne. He tells Estella all of this. She takes it and is like, well, you know what? This makes a lot of fucking sense. It's no wonder why she's so inclined to stand out. Actually, the Baroness is... And there's a conversation that they had before about... You know, the Baroness tells Estella... You know, you've got all the talent, but are you willing to kill for it? You, and when you mean... when You, you know, obviously, she, maybe she meant literally, but... What I think she meant is, are you willing to step and completely eviscerate... Your competition are you willing to take it to that level to bankrupt them to like ruin their whole name their career to kill well maybe physically and literally everything about a said person and that comes back i think to play in the mind like okay well now it's it's pretty much kill or be killed with the baroness and she hatches a plan she pretends to be dead however Everybody now knows that the Baroness, what the Baroness is, and now they are. Cruella ends up sending out Cruella Deville dresses to everybody, and tell, informs everybody to that's going to show up at this ball, to wear these dresses. And Cruella, uh, Cruella and actually ends up she gets her she gets her whip. That's the noticeable whip, the Deville whip. Uh, late in the movie, I thought it was a little late, but. Better late than never. And I actually... I actually liked that it... That the real car came in and... You know...
1: You know... They, it like
0: it just wrapped up the whole story... You know... Based off of the 101 Dalmatian, Which I would like to go back and watch. Now that Cruella came out. And actually... You know what? I seen Cruella and I absolutely love the trailer. And I actually liked the characters and I thought... Okay, this could be a good movie. And then when I went to see it, I was blown away. So... This is why we're here uh, discussing it. But anyways. So at this last party. Everybody's dressed like Cruella. The Baroness now knows. That Estella never died. Because why would everybody be dressed like Cruella's? Cruella's in attendance. But they cannot find her. Because it makes it seem like there's 500 guests. All dressed like Cruella. Uh, kind of reminds me of V for Vendetta. In a sense. Uh, and. You know... If takes her shot... You know... She steals... The whistle that controls... The three Dalmatian dogs... And... Now she's in control of the dogs... At which point she... I think... I don't know how she confronts... The Baroness... But anyways... The Baroness and her end up outside... In the exact spot that the Baroness... And Estella's... Uh, you know... Caretake mother... second mother was and she whistles for the dogs at which point Corella gets shoved off the balcony by the Baroness everybody's watching Uh, I love that Emma Stone was able to pull off the, the heavy accent the way she did and also just I mean she didn't even look like she struggled to do the role it never felt off in any sense uh, she's a she's a, th- a through and through Corella man. I mean, and I'm a fan of Emma Stone ever since Zombieland. I thought Zombieland was a good role for her, uh, and then she did Zombieland too. I'm kind of excited that you know, following her career a little bit that she's going and she, and, and you know, I'm she completely ev- eviscerated the role of Zombieland? she she's Corella for life. I mean. I'm gonna be remembering her as Cruella even in Zombieland, and I, I can't think of all the other movies she's in. But, you know, let me see whatever other movies that she's in Spider Man, uh, The Easy A, uh, she's in Super Bad, okay. Cruise, I, I watched Cruise. Friends with Benefits with uh, Timberlake. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other movies that I like. Marmaduke? I don't know where she's in, Marmaduke. Mat- she's going to be in Matilda 2022. a lot of movies but not a lot of movies that you would watch necessarily Ghost of Girlfriend's Past wow well, I didn't know she was in there but she's in a lot of movies uh, she's a well but Corella I mean this has to be one of her better better movies I think hands down hands down um and then, like I said, to wrap up the movie, they end up killing off Estella. Uh, they arrest the Baroness, at which point Corella comes around. But most people didn't know that Estella and Corella were the same persons. Corella watches the Baroness get sent to prison. And then, because she is the legal heir to everything, she ends up inheriting all the Baroness wealth. And that's when, like, like I said, sympathy for the devil starts queuing up. And at that point, I was like, yo, this movie was fucking bad. But I knew it was ending, man. I was like, fuck. They just, they were just, you know, they were just fucking making. It was like, I was, I was like, okay, I'm hooked in the story. How's it going to end? How's it going to end? And then it ends. And I'm like, no, it fucking's ending. Like, no. No. Fucking Andy, man, damn it! And I was like, but the outro of it was good. The only thing I had to say, because I, I stayed a little bit after. I didn't stay all the way at the end of the credits, but I stayed like to the mid mid credits. I don't know if there's an after after credits. But she ends up giving away baby Dalmatians, which I'm kind of like, okay, they're gonna veer away from the fact that in the 101 Dalmatians, she wanted to make. A coat out of all the Dalmatians Because she loved the fur And she couldn't acquire The Dalmatians because they they knew That she was going to end up killing them And take the fur and make it into the coat So they were keeping Cruella from the fur From the animals However in this one She has three Dalmatians And uh, She ends up having the baby So it would be interesting to see what they're going to Spin Obviously, she has... Like, just like Maleficent. Maleficent didn't end up being evil after all. She was highly misunderstood. And I think Cruella is not going to be evil after all. Anyway, so yeah. I got cut off again on a phone call. Uh, So, let me wrap this up. So, yeah, yeah. As Cruella, she gives away the baby Dalmatian. So, it makes me wonder... If she has the ability to make the coat furs with... The dog for her, but maybe she's gonna go another way. Uh, maybe they're gonna make her less evil and make her less, you know, villainous and just, but maybe, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't know what part two could, but I hope they're writing it up. I hope Disney's already got some top notch writers in there and figuring it out because Amazon uh, is now Cruella and she's gonna be Cruella for a long time because it's gonna be hard to overtop what she did. Uh, just just on face value it's gonna be hard over top over over you know they're gonna be talking about this version of Corella years down the road she did way better than the uh than the live action one that they did twenty years ago uh, but anyways you know as I'm wrapping this up here they uh Yeah, the movie was good, man. The movie was fucking good. So... You know... I look at it like... You know, it's a a 9 out of a 10. A 9. A solid 9. There's just some slight knocks. Uh, It doesn't doesn't really affect the movie. I mean, if you're looking for an original... Like, that hasn't been done before... Obviously, this is a remake of some older shit. Or an adaptation... Obviously, there's elements of, you know, that I feel like is the Devil Wears Prada. There's elements of, you know, perhaps even the Joker. You know, there's elements of other movies, but I think they pull it all together well and make it its own original story. And, and the soundtrack, I mean, if you like that type of music, I mean, it's it's good, man. The soundtrack of it is phenomenal. So I give it a nine out of a ten. I mean, I would love to. I want to see it again, but I'm probably going to wait till it comes out on Disney Plus. And watch it a time or two. And I'm probably going to watch it off and on throughout the years. uh, Because I liked it. And I'm going to wait for part two. I actually like Maleficent. Which I want to go back and watch. Now that I've talked about that a couple of times. And I kind of wonder if we're going to get an Ursula origin story. If we're going to get, you know. Some of these other ones that Disney's got. These other villainous. I would like a Jafar origin story. But they kind of redid him already. Um... There's other things out there. There's other movies that Disney can go... But they, they, they absolutely hit it out the park with Cruella. I mean, I give it two thumbs up. So that's going to be for this episode. We'll, we'll be in touch next week once I get this posted up. We'll be in touch. Let's figure out what's uh what we're going to talk about. My Hero. Uh, I got a lot to talk about that. But I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know when the the season's going to end. Uh, and it's just, it's a long ways away, so, you know, The Bad Batch, I gotta watch The Bad Batch as well, I didn't watch this week's episode, you know, so I got some stuff to talk about next week as well, but that's gonna do it for this episode, I will, uh, see you guys next week, I'm out, laters.